0: Welcome back or welcome to the Single Track Podcast. I'm your host, Finn Melanson, and this is another episode of our UTMB pre-race interview series. We are chatting with Tim Tollefson, a professional trail runner for Hoka, based in Mammoth Lakes, California, ahead of his race later this month at UTMB. Before we get started, though, this episode is brought to you by Gnarly Nutrition. Gnarly is a sports nutrition company based here in my hometown of Salt Lake City, Utah. I use their tropical orange flavored Fuel 2 drink mix on workout days, and I use their chocolate flavored plant protein powder in my post run recovery shakes, as well as mixed into my oatmeal at breakfast on most days. If you're interested in trying Gnarly or you're already a customer and want a good deal for being a single track listener, use code SINGLETRACK20 to get 20% off your next order at checkout on their website. Tim Tollison, it is great to have you back on the Single Track Podcast.
1: It's really good to see you. I think we're both in slightly better uh, environments this time.
0: (laughs) I know I've done a little bit of an upgrade to my podcast studio here and you are not in a car. (laughs) Reflecting back on Western States though, just for a second, what were some of the positives or the takeaways from this year's race that you are applying to training for UTMB and ultimately race day or, you know, put it another way. What did you learn about yourself on that day that, became part of the building blocks moving forward.
1: Probably probably one of the biggest benefit or like positives that came out of that race was it proved to myself that with like surrendering to the like welcoming help from other people, I can accomplish like hard things. I can keep doing things that maybe like mentally and internally, I doubt. Um, and I think it was a good reminder of that, you know, it, it just reinforced that when you let others in and let them be part of your journey, really, you don't know what's possible. And, you know, for me, that was a 21-hour day at States, but we got it done.
0: Was UTMB always on your radar, or was it contingent on what would happen at Western States?
1: It was always contingent on how States played out. You know, I I had a a single-track mind on Western States, and I was signed up for UTMB, and I always knew that it was there, but I did not allow myself to entertain that thought as a contingency plan or, you know, I didn't have these, you know, visions of grandeur that I was going to, you know, knock both out of the park. I was very focused on Western States. Um, And um, yeah, I, I, but I, I actually was kind of hoping States would go super well and then I could go to UTMB and just enjoy and, and uh, support other people, but that's not quite where we're at right now.
0: Well, earlier this summer, you mentioned being in some of the best shape in your life. And I have to imagine because you ran so far above race pace at Western that you didn't exactly physically go to the well. So I'm curious, do you retain a lot of that fitness you built up for Western? Like, do you feel you have a lot left um, mentally and physically to transfer over to this?
1: Yeah, definitely. And, you know, I it's interesting, like... I didn't run to my potential at States. So it was a much, you know, I I didn't burn the physical matches in that sense. I burned equally as many, maybe more mental matches to get that one done. Um, But I feel like that is a regenerative uh, piece of the equation in ultras. Um, And physically it took a different toll on my body, you know, and while it wasn't my potential on the upper end of performance, I mean, to get that done, it still took a lot of physical toll, you know, just to, to, to continue moving forward when things are not going well. Um, and I think anyone that's been in that state can appreciate that, you know, when things are clicking, you're running on the upper end of your limits and the amount of intense pain or agony you're feeling is very high, but there's a definitive kind of duration path and outcome, you know, when it's going to end and when it's open ended, like what happened this year it you know it the mental toll is much gr- like greater where you just don't know when this suffering's going to end and uh, i didn't think that's harder to cope with um but yeah physically i i was sitting on a huge bank of fitness i didn't lose that but i also just kind of allowed myself to take a, an ample time per- or a period of time off and i wasn't forcing the turnaround into the UTMB build which last year i did 2 days after states didn't go well in 2021 I basically started training again and no surprise I got injured. So this mm. year I took a, you know, an ample week off and then just let myself slowly get back into it and, you know, I wasn't regimented with kind of my training. Everything's been free flowing, which isn't typical for me. Um, so it's left me maybe not feeling as fit and confident as I have been previous years, but what it has left me with is a healthy body and, you know, a happy mind and I think that combination is really what you want in a long ultra.
0: From an excitement standpoint or an inspiration standpoint, where are you at with this race compared to years past, maybe compared to, you know, 2016, 2019 years like that?
1: I would say my excitement is lower than some of those years from a competitive standpoint, you know, but my eagerness to get out and close the loop is higher. Um, and you know, Jimmy, our our mutual friend Jimmy Elam and I did some training in in Mammoth just in the last couple of weeks. And one thing we talked about was how you know really my best perf- my well my my first time out at UTMB I went in with the intention of closing the loop. You know I what you know there there's always those secondary goals you have like planted in the back of your head, but really that was the objective. I wanted to finish my first hundred miler. I wanted mm. to close it, and I went in with that as the priority and I was able to execute on that. Um I think as success has come, my maybe, you know, intentions and priorities have shifted and sometimes for the better, sometimes for the worse, but I can say confidently that the last 3 outings at UTMB, um you no, know, the last 2 outings, like I should not have been there. Um mm. you know, in 2018 I just got unlucky. I was poised for a really good run that year, kind of my third in a row, but um, and then 2019 and 2021, I really should not have been on the line. Um, so I, I'm happy to be going back, like I said, with a healthy body and a mind that's at peace with where I'm at in my career. And I don't feel like I need to prove things to myself or others like I used to. Mm.
0: One thing I've always wanted to ask you, and I'm definitely noticing it more this year in particular, there's an increasing trend of a lot of American athletes that head over to Shamini, you know weeks, months in advance to train on the course, do all that recon. Um, granted you've had a lot of competing obligations in the past being a physical therapist and now as a race director, but has that ever been something you've wanted to do or planned to do, or do you think you can get everything you need in terms of preparation out in Mammoth?
1: I've never actually really wanted to go over there for like an entire season Um, it would be nice to maybe get there a little bit earlier than I have just to just relax and, and hang out with more people and not feel like rushed in the, um, you know, the build up to the race. But I, I am a firm believer that you can make most of your training grounds wherever you are, because Mm. it's important to feel balanced and stable in your own personal relationships in life. And I think when you're in that state, you're able to perform the way you need to in training and in races. And I find that for me, that place is here in Mammoth um, and with Lindsay and my support system and friends locally. And then on top of it, yeah, we have some of the best training in the country. Um, so I am benefited there. I think something like UTMB, it's a little more challenging, let's say, if you're in Nebraska or Ohio, but you can still make do. Um And what I have found and I think what we proved back in 2016 and 17 is that you don't need to be in Europe to have a success over there. Um, Mm. you know, my two best years, 2016 and 2017 came from hundred percent training in Mammoth, um, and the surrounding Eastern Sierra. I got over there a week before the race had barely seen the course and just let it rip. And I think that, uh, that, that kind of challenged that notion that, you need to be there. And really, if you look at history, majority of American men that go over early cook themselves in training, you can look back mm. 10 plus years to find examples of that. Um, and I, I think that uh, it's easy to get caught up because it's such a beautiful place in Chamonix, and you want to do everything. And Jimmy and I, Jimmy and I actually just recently talked about this, that, that you know, Chamonix, it, it's, in the, you know, it's in the Alps and it's a a beautiful location, but the town itself is at 3000 feet. You can climb up very quickly and, and, uh, and packing a ton of vert. Um, and I think it's easy to get carried away, but here in the Sierra, it's much more rugged. It's, um, you have to work for your miles out here in your vert and, you know, on paper, this is another thing in 2017, my best year ever, probably the best race of my career. I yeah. averaged 18,000 feet of gain per week for 10 weeks leading into UTMB, which is, wow. you know, a far cry from what you might see some of the other men doing. Um, but it, I always look back on that and remind myself that you need to do what's best for you. Don't get caught up in compare, like that comparison game. And I, I still do. I just have to remind myself. But, you know, 18,000 feet, you know, put me in a place where I was competitive with the best in the world. And. And, uh, I've tried to chase more and I've broken myself. And I think it's, it's just about quality, um, over that, that huge volume.
0: Acknowledging that you have nothing left to prove. Do you still believe you can win this race, whether it's this year or in ensuing years? And is that something you even care about still from an outcome standpoint?
1: I do firmly believe that I can win this race. Um, I, I, I really think I was ready in 2018 and life happened. And, you know, you just kind of roll with that. Um, But where I'm at in my career now, I no longer need to win that race. And I think that's actually going to allow me to have the success that I've dreamt of at some point in the next couple of years. You know, early in my career, I was driven out of a lot of anger or fear or insecurity. I mean, you could pick a different emotion on a particular day and I had success out of that. But I am finding now as I kind of unpack a lot of this stuff that has driven me that while that may have been effective, I was never happy in those moments and moving forward, I want to find a state where I can achieve my best days and be enjoying the process. Mm-hmm. Um, and, And I know that that is on the horizon. I don't know if it'll be this year. It probably won't, to be honest. Um, But I'm okay with that.
0: Last question from a legacy standpoint. And again, acknowledging that you are the most accomplished American male at UTMB today. It's you. And then in my mind, it's David Laney. From a media standpoint, though, do you feel like you have somehow been overlooked at this event?
1: Yes. I mean, the honest truth. And and that was the anger that drove me in 2017. I I mean in my running life, I've always felt that I'm trying to like prove that I belong. You know, that that I'm a runner, that I can be here. Um and I've had moments in different phases, college, post-collegiate, professional trail running where I feel like I've I've done something to like earn my spot and then because I'm still looking for that external validation from others, which is dependent on a condition I can't control, if someone doesn't grant that, it certainly challenges that belief that, okay, maybe I don't belong yet. And I think, or no, I know that in 2017, coming off of my debut 100, finishing third at UTMB, I thought I would be in you know, the, the talks of, of you know being a contender, but I wasn't. Um, you know, and, and I know that's driven out of ego but it also, you know, it did stink. So I I ran with a lot of anger in 2017 that I still had to prove people wrong. Mm-hmm. And and again, I got the best day of my career on that. But it lasted for about 24 hours and I wasn't truly able to enjoy, you know, what I had accomplished because there's never enough. You can never, you know, do something where you actually have hit that that mark that metric because, you know, it was kind of driven out of I think a place that wasn't like it, it was fictional. It was, wasn't sustainable. So, um, yeah, I, I, I have felt slighted and, and, you know, that's not to, and that's not to, you know, cry wolf or anything, but, um, I, there have been those moments where I, I think, Hey, I feel like I, I had a little bit of success out here. Maybe, you mm-hmm. know, can't I have my name in the ring? Um, but you know, that's what also makes sport great. I think that having storylines build it up for the fans You know, so you need to, you know, pit people against one another. So I think that is kind of fun.
0: Well, I got to say, I've always appreciated how much insight you provide on the inner life of being an elite athlete. I think it sets a great standard for years to come with other athletes that are coming up in the sport. I know I appreciate it. I think the listeners appreciate it, too. And um, I'm super excited to watch you, Tim, be this year, man. I think it's going to be fun. Um, last thing I wanted to make sure we talked about before we go is mammoth trail fest, because I guess it's the second year you're race directing it or the first year, first year, first year. So how are you balancing UTMB prep with the obligations of yeah, being an RD at the same time?
1: Yeah. It's the first year we were shut down last year. Um, the pandemic and forest fires were hard. Um, I, I, It's a new challenge for me because I don't know a lot, but I'm learning and it's given me appreciation for everything that goes in behind a a big event Um, and, uh, you know, greater appreciation for the events I've attended. Uh, But I would say compared to, you know, working 40 hours in the clinic, I love the flexibility of this where the creative work and all of the things that have to be done to, you know, cross the T's and dot the I's, it can be stressful in a different way. Um, but it has allowed me, you know, to get probably higher quality training because I can work around this schedule versus, you know, a patient's going to be there at 8am. You can't show up at eight 30, you can't show up at eight Oh five. Like that's not, that's not uh, professional or, or prudent. So I, I have appreciated kind of that flexibility in this, um, even if it does bring some mental stress in, um, you know, or distress. Um, and yeah, I'd say I'm really excited for it. Um, what you were saying earlier, something about legacy of the UTMB race, you know, I, I think about, I don't think I've ever been, you know, I don't think I ever was positioned to be like on the Mount Rushmore of say ultra running. Um, and, but what I think I do have to offer is you know, some appreciation and understanding on what it takes to get to certain levels. And I'd love to continue to share that with the future generation. And I think something like Mammoth Trail Fest is a, a launching pad for that, that we can really start to build and share and like com- congregate as a community and have something really special that uh, people can come, learn, grow and take it into their own communities. And so I, I, I really hope to help continue to nurture that and and pass along things that I've learned in my career and let others that have even more experience share their experiences. And uh, so that's what really excites me the most is just help create this platform to help nurture our community the way that we all want to keep learning.
0: Cool. And of course we will link to everything in the show notes, but if listeners want more information about the race, where can they go find it?
1: Well, mammothtrailfest.com is our webpage and go check out uh everything that we have there all of the information on the races the the festival the multi-night um talks and movies that we're going to be putting on and yeah so you can gather all the information there um and also sign up through ultra sign up and hopefully we see some people out there We have pretty good turnout so far but i think we could get a couple hundred more people and yeah we're excited to share um we're in I just had a good media meeting with uh, our media team of Billy Yang, Mario Frioli, Hillary, um, Andy Cochran, uh, Ryan Thrower. So yeah, really excited about this. Um, I think uh, I think there's going to be something for everybody.
0: Awesome, Tim. Thanks again. It's always a great time. I will see you in Chamonix.